Can a board game be too realistic or not realistic enough? My name's Jonathan, and this is The Snakes Cast, the podcast for people who don't know as much about games as they'd like to know. This week we're going to talk about games that simulate real things, and ways that realism can make it better. Up to a point. Welcome back to the Snakes Cast. Joining me this week are an ultra-realistic simulacrum of Holly Wider and a simulation of Lisa Wecklich's uploaded consciousness. Hello. Welcome. <laughs> so, uh, they say that any simulation that's accurate enough is impossible to tell from the real thing. And in the case of podcast co-hosts, that's what we want. But is realism what we want from a board game? I mean, okay, just off the top of your head, what are your favorite games these days? What are they about? I'm all over the map. Like, I like Patchwork and Samurai Spirit and... Bomb Squad Academy, like it's everywhere. <laughs> okay, so we've got a game where we're defusing bombs. We've got a game where we're protecting a village from an army of bandits. And we've got a game where we're taking like months and months to make beautiful quilts. Yes. How about you? Uh, I'm a big fan of Dead of Winter. Okay. Or Merchants and Marauders. So we're freezing our limbs off in a frozen zombie apocalypse. <laughs> and we're uh, dying of scurvy and murdering people in the Spanish main. Precisely. Okay. <laughs> Are these activities that you would want to actually do in a realistic manner in the real world, like, at all? No, thank you. (laughs) I mean, the quilting one, not too bad, but (laughs) otherwise, no. But in a game, though, right? Mm -hmm. You wouldn't want it to take as long as actual quilting does. So you wouldn't want your experience of playing these games to accurately, Mm -hmm. accurately reflect how you'd feel when you're really doing these activities. So there's, there's obviously some limits to how much realism we want in our games. Um, can you think what's the most realistic game you've ever played? Like the most accurate simulation where it's the game world kind of made the most sense from the point of view of like if this was real? Uh, I, I don't know if this counts because realistically you'd never be a mouse, but Mice and Mystics okay. I really enjoyed, but I think because of the story as well. I was sure. So if you get into like that, if, we, if we're willing to accept mm-hmm. that, that, that heroes can turn into little mice, yes. if we're willing to go that far, yeah. It feels realistic. It feels like a, a realistic simulation of being in a fairy tale. Yeah, I think so. What was it? Uh, that what were some moments that sort of brought out that sense of realism? It's like, yeah, this is an actual fairy tale that's going on here. Honestly, I think it was the giant cat. <laughs> <laughs> like it sounds ridiculous, but it just made sense that there's like obviously a cat chasing you because you're a mouse. Brody was really scary. Yeah, I know. And but... he had uh, and he had all these different things too. It was another bit, another bit of realism. Brody would also kind of go after the other rats too. Yeah, 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 exactly. So that's so he didn't care. Yeah, exactly. He's a cat. How about you? Takedo. So you like playing Takedo because it's it really sort of sets you in the the idea of being. A pilgrim, being a traveler on this uh, on this little journey. Yes, so I'm excited to get the different items that we get at the village and meet new travelers and go to the spas. <laughs> and it's it's lovely. It's just really relaxing, and it's what I would want an adventure across Japan to be like. What these things seem to have in common is that um, the realism in them makes them immersive, mm-hmm. allows you to kind of lose yourself in the game and. Uh, and, and kind of have it be a real experience. Mm-hmm. In some cases, I mean, in, in both, in, in the case of Mice and Mystics, uh, part of this experience is going to wind up involving getting wounded and scratched yeah. by cats and so on. Mm-hmm. Uh, the whole experience in Takedo is for it to be pleasant and nice and only good things yes. to happen. So that it works in its favor there. Did you ever find that, um, that, the, that the realism in Mice and Mystics was too upsetting? 
that's like, no, oh, no, mice yeah, is going to drown. And Yeah, yeah, but I guess because you also have, like, a team of mice. It's not mm. just by yourself, you know. So it's like, oh, this one's going to go over here, but this one will help you out over here. So I don't know. That sounds weird. But We're having a discussion of, uh, of realism that involves <laughs> yeah. little heroic mice yeah. going on fantasy adventures. Mm. This is great. I love this show so much. So immersion is uh, is one major benefit of making a game realistic. You can believe in that world. Uh, what are some other benefits to a game that, uh, that that's realistic in terms of how the rules work and how action and consequence fit together? I think it makes more sense if in the real world that's how it works. Like if I grab this piece of wood, I can whittle it into this like spear, which then I can use to attack this thing as opposed to just being like, Oh, and now uh, you randomly have a sword, and you're like, no, it's, it was just a piece of wood. Like, so I, I don't know. That's... It reminds me of Robinson Crusoe a little bit. Yeah, uh, a game where you you really have to uh, craft things out of other things, and the realism helps things to make sense. It's a really complicated game, mm. and it might be kind of unmanageable mm. if it weren't for the fact that these things fit together in ways that feel natural mm-hmm. to a player. Uh, for me, it's having those little miniatures, like being able to see the world that we're creating makes it feel more real to me. Like the uh, the art in Takedo, I think really sort of evokes those feelings. And Absolutely. You, it might not exactly be realistic, but it invokes a real feeling. Mm-hmm. Same thing with the art in Mice and Mystics. Mm-hmm. The, uh, the, 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 that moody, dimly lit yeah. sort of thing with those warm orange lights. Mm-hmm. And so on. And of course, those awesome little mice figures, they do a lot. One of the other things that I think helps with, uh, with realism is that when people make a choice in a game and they decide to do a particular thing, take a particular course of action, uh, if a game's realistic, then they can expect that the outcome of that choice will make sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it helps in deciding what to do because you ask yourself, what would I do if I were in this situation? Mm-hmm. And uh, if it turns out that if the game is realistic, then making a choice that makes sense in the real world will also make sense in the game mm-hmm. and will help you to do well. There's, uh, there's some games I find also that really make realism work in their favor. One that I love is, uh, is 1960, The Making of the President. You guys ever played this one? No, no. It really does put you in the mode of being either Richard Nixon or JFK running for president in 1960 and having to decide, okay, is this something that I want to put into my... Uh, into the TV, into the TV debates. Is this something that I want to use for a media thing? Is this something that I should I really be spending more time campaigning in California right now? There's a lot of electoral college votes there, <laughs> but I've been leaving the South. Did this guy? Do I want? Do I really want to push uh, defense as my strongest issue, or do I want to go for civil rights? <laughs> Realism in that game. It's 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 obviously it's not. It can't be a perfect realistic simulation because that would take ages and it would be boring and would be incredibly complicated but it evokes that realistic feeling beautifully and i love that about it realism does have its drawbacks though doesn't it i kind of talked about some of those before (laughs) what what why all right a big obvious reason why do we not games why do we not want games to be realistic who wants to actually be yeah you you don't want to if you're playing a game you intend to have fun and life cannot always be fun you know, you have to deal with the real things in life, like paying taxes and stuff. You and, know? and 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 having to go to the bathroom yeah. and uh, having to do all Cooking, these annoying things. Yeah. You know, dealing with annoying relatives mm-hmm. and real and, life is really mundane. Like you do the same things over and over again. Whereas in a board game, that gets tedious really quickly. 
And, and games where you wind up doing the same thing over and over again, those aren't fun. You don't go mm-hmm. back to those. Mm-hmm. A game that stays fresh, that stays exciting, isn't exactly realistic. <laughs> but it sure is a heck of a lot more enjoyable to play. Also, I think that if I had to actually do a teach at Snakes and Lattes of a game that was properly realistic, <laughs> that game would not come to the table very often. <laughs> okay, so making a game too realistic, bad. Making a game not realistic enough... Well, if it's not realistic enough, it's going to be frustrating, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, well, I, like you were saying, I just, oh, I just got an item for no good particular yeah. reason. <laughs> and that, that can really, so that can take away from the immersion. It can also make a game really frustrating because if you're doing like some sort of economic simulator, like one of Uwe Rosenberg's games again, mm-hmm. and it, you know, I'm just going to be a rancher. I'm going to play Agricola. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have lots and lots of cows and stuff, and I'm going to succeed on that. No, you're not. Yeah. I don't know why, because you lose points if you don't have plowed fields and you don't have a renovated house and you don't have all this other stuff. And I think that really kind of takes away from Agricola as a game for a lot of players because it's less realistic. So what are some games that you find manage to reach a happy medium between real enough but not so real that it kind of goes too far? For me, I find that Dead of Winter and Merchant's Marauders both have that draw. Like they're realistic in that there are things that would actually happen in those specific situations. Like we would be fighting zombies and searching for weapons and food in dead of winter, and we would be trading goods and attacking pirates in Merchants and Marauders. But it's it's stressful in that I get really invested in the game, but it's not so terrible because I'm still in my safe home or the cafe, (laughs) and I don't have to worry about real zombies (laughs) and real pirates. Not yet, anyway. (laughs) <laughs> and also, as a marauder or as a merchant, you don't have to do the kind of actuarial work. Yes. And the, and the HR management and stuff. At those people, they, they sort of abstract that enough so you get to do the fun parts. Mm-hmm. But those fun parts are realistic enough that you feel invested. In. You feel like, this is my ship. This is my adventure. And you get really sad when a pirate sinks your ship and your captain dies. Oh. <laughs> I think it's just really great with any game that like you can get so invested in that you like start to care about the people or right. whatever in it. I don't know. Like I'm uh, just back to Bomb Squad Academy. Like it is about a game about people learning to cut bombs, so you're not really even at danger because the bombs aren't going to actually blow up. <laughs> but even then, you're like waiting to see what else people are going to play, and you're like, oh no, if I play this, is someone else going to, oh no, the bomb, the bomb. Like You just get so invested, but it is just a game. So I think that is a nice balance to have. That sort of dance between realism and uh, between simulation and abstraction is so important in a game design. I think the, these, these, those examples, Bomb Squad and Merchants and Marauders and also Dead of Winter do a wonderful job of evoking without simulating. A game designer, Eric Lang, told me once about the difference between these two things. And he, was, he does a lot of games based on licensed properties like Star Wars and Game of Thrones and stuff. And he always says that his big challenge that he faces is not to try to make it so that the events that are going to happen in these games will be similar to the events that happened in the stories because people have already seen those. What he tries to do, though, is make it so that the game will evoke feelings mm-hmm. that are realistic and like that. So in Game of Thrones, it's not necessarily the case that Sir Gregor the Mountain is always going to be able to kill... Spoiler. On the other hand, main characters die really easily because mm-hmm. that's how it is in that story. It's, it seems like with Bomb Squad, with Dead of Winter, with... Merchants and Marauders, it's more, the realism comes through in the feelings more so than in the mechanics, than in the events, in the mathematical elements of these games. 
Well, that's it for this week's episode. If there's a topic you'd be interested in hearing about on the show, tweet it to us at SnakesCast or post it on the Snakes Latte's Facebook page. Holly and Lisa, thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Keep it real. The SnakesCast is produced by P.T. Douglas. Music is provided by Ben Sound. The opinions expressed on the show belong to the people in it and not the company behind it. Thanks for listening, everyone. Game on. Game on.